Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. It's not 8 p.m. It is 8.08 p.m. Sure, we're a little behind schedule, but with guys like these next to you, you know you've got quality over quantity. So we're going to make sure we try to have a good show for you guys. Of course, yes, it looks different. I have way sexier people next to me than I normally do. What are you going to do about it except have a good time and have fun? And of course, yes, we're referring to Papa Pierce. Jordan Bailey's a lot better than we are. Yeah, I, well, Bailey I don't know. Jordan just beat by Mark. There's, yeah, well, Mark's week puts out, so there's always yeah. that. But for those of you who have no idea what you've tuned into, this is Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiasts. This is episode 189. Yes, we are slowly creeping up on that episode 200. Nobody's really come up with a good idea yet on what we should do, so we're probably just going to have Mark Weeks dance around in his underwear. I can do that. I'm in. But... So, of course, we're the sponsored by the fine folks over at Fly Racing. So, flyracing.com, if you want to see, learn a little bit more about those. And those, they're probably going to even send Mark Weeks some uh, pants just to be like, don't, don't do it. No, no underwear. Don't do it. So, flyracing.com, what's great, you can go to their website, you can purchase it there. Or, as we would like you to do, go to your local dealer, ask for some fly racing gear and purchase it there and check it out. Of course, Kinda Tire, so Kinda Tire USA, it's at kindatire.com. Um, we've ridden a lot of their tires. Uh, the Equilibrium's really awesome. Of course, the hybrid tires that they have, too, fantastic. Um, at some of the hardened Enduros. They've kept Mark Weeks in the game. Cook. Him, too. Um, I thought it was cock. Could be cock. Could, could be, be cock. cock. For Seat Time Adventures. Are you holding it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't My hands are up here. My hands are up here. <laughs> so... But, of course, so kindatire.com, check those guys out. What's great is you can also get that from your local dealer. One of the things that you can't get from your local dealer is Stillwell Performance Suspension. And you do want to check these guys out, so stillwellperformance.com. And what you can do is you can get badass off-road suspension for your motorcycle through these guys. And they do actually do things on UTVs, and they're working on mountain bikes. So it's really cool to, to be paying attention to them right now because I know that they're pushing a lot of fun stuff out there. And uh, Rick... Might pull a bong out later. I don't know. That's just kind of like a PSA. Don't call the cops. I'm really afraid what could happen. So, stillwellperformance.com. Please go check those guys out. And remember, always keep her pinned. So, if you're wondering, yes, there's somebody in the chat room like, holy shit, no couch. There's no couch. Yes. So, we wanted to premiere the Seat Time Adventures uh, episode, the, the, the kind of the video from this past uh, Seat Time Adventures, the inaugural, if you will. But I'll be honest, life got crazy as it typically does, and it is, it is 98% there, but honestly, to be completely, we need to fine-tune it, we need to kind of trim it down just a little bit more, and really put the, the spit and polish on it. Yeah, I said it. And so... We're not going to do exactly that, but if you hang in there for about 10, 15 minutes, we are going to showcase a couple minutes of what we do have put together for you guys. We actually have a whole edit. We're just going to show you guys about two to three minutes. What's going to be better, though? We're going to commentate it. I don't know how it's going to go. It's going to be Mystery Science through Theater 3000. How many of these have I had? Not enough, apparently. Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> all up in this stuff uh, and honestly Papa Pierce is probably just going to disown me after all this and it's going to be interesting we're going to see how it's going to go what do you think yeah. let's see okay let's test it. so uh, for those of you who do not know this is Mark Cook we call him cock we got Rick and now if you guys go back to the TKO <laughs> episode what a year and a half ago yep. 
So it was after the 2014 TKO. He came on the couch and he was all ready and amped up to talk about all the cool stuff that they saw. No, it was 2013 because I didn't even go. Nope. It was 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Rick showed up on the couch. Boom. Cameras were rolling. He was probably high, definitely drunk. And said about three words. Ow. It was it was pretty. Go ahead right? and get get four words into nine. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> there he no, goes, I'm right good. there. Yep, you won't hear anything else from him this evening. <laughs> Apparently, he's at four. So those are uh, Mark Cook though has put on a lot of races here in Texas and Toro, TCCRA, a lot of the other organizations like that. So as we like to say, we like to try to promote the sport, and people like Mark Cook do that, and that's he's a good friend of mine, and so I wanted to have him on. Mr. Mark Weeks is, is working his way towards trying to uh, promote the sport in uh, different venues and avenues. But you've put on races before. You've got new ventures that are coming out um, as we speak. So it's going to be uh, cool to see how, I guess, all this pans yeah. out. A lot of exciting things to come. Yes. Pants on, pants Lots off. Of it could it. just be you weird. You never know. You never know what will come out. I'm sure the first, uh, the first uh, weekend... That we all go out in said trailer that there will be no pictures allowed. Phones will be needed there, to put yeah, away. Phone, phones will have to stay in a certain <laughs> And strangely, we'll be sponsored by Vaseline for the yeah, weekend. I don't know yeah, why. maybe. But. I don't know. <laughs> Vaseline's kind of overrated, personally. He's a, he's a KY he kind of guy. Yeah. He's a KY yeah, kind of guy. Um, so the, uh, hopefully, again, my father doesn't disown me. But on the, on the <laughs> side there to my right is Mr. Papa Pierce. As you guys know him and love him all so well. Um, of course, he's Papa Pierce. There's really, I mean, do, That's you, it. do you say much else about the guy? No other words. What's been awesome, he's been on the show quite a few times. We've had rave reviews, to be completely honest. He's very knowledgeable, been around the sport for a long time. Not to say that he's old, because he's still a badass. But when we did the KTM 690 review, yeah. that shit has like been our, probably like our hottest video in the past couple of months, which has been awesome. And what's interesting about YouTube and watching analytics and the show is what people search for. And they searched for KTM 690 Enduro R a lot. And they hit that video a lot. So it's been awesome. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please go do so because Papa Pierce breaks down in about six or seven minutes his thoughts on the KTM 690 Enduro R and uh, why you should purchase it, right? I mean, for sure. And you know what's pathetic? Nope. The last time I rode the bike was the day we did that because of the rain. I don't think that's a bad the, thing. The only way to get on a motorcycle these days is in a swimsuit in Texas. It's, oh, yeah. It's hard to believe that rain and Texas are going together right now, unfortunately. I mean, we had we had nothing but rain in the spring. Remember the mm-hmm. national? All the stinking rain. Yeah. Did they get canceled? Yeah. Then we went four months, five months without a drop, and now we're back to a swimming pool in Texas again. It's just an amazing situation. Yeah. Uh, Who would have thought it, right? Yeah. You Texans, I mean, is this, this we're pretty far crap. out from any kind of normality, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, normally I feel like we live in Arizona sometimes with the desert dust that we get. But, you know, here lately, not not that I have room to talk because my fat butt's been sitting on the couch watching everybody else race. But Wait, wait I got one for you. The Arizona sand lizards yeah. have been seen in my yard. So you're not that far from the truth. Yeah. With it's all dusty. of the rain we didn't have this summer, the sand lizards are moving east. Yeah. Those bastards. Yeah, it's it's the the rain is a welcome thing for sure, but I, I just the uh, the problem is nobody around here is man enough to ride in it, I don't guess. I mean And that was one of the things know. we were gonna talk about for a little bit. We're gonna get into kind of things that are coming up, things that have just happened with the full gas, and then of course this weekend National Enduro or the Enduro Cross is wrapping up and we've got a tight situation there. But we were gonna chat about this is the fact that we've had in the spring in the spring it was crazy, crazy, crazy. Like I mean literally that National Enduro was a lake. That like, that legitimately was cancelled for a great reason. Um, we would have needed jet skis, not motorcycles. 
But when it comes to some of the races that I've seen in Texas, like it, they get canceled for reasons that I don't get. And, and granted, yes, I've, I've raced my ass off at a bunch it's of sprinkled. races. It's sprinkled. But you got to reschedule. It's like, are we? And, and one of the biggest things is so I remember seeing the post when the Toro race got canceled a week ago, two weeks ago. It was because the parking lot was, you know, it got five inches of rain, all those kinds of stuff. It, when that happens at a GNCC, the guys that have been to those, what they do is they pull out a bulldozer and they put people in spots. And then, the, then when it's over, they pull people out because it, it's a scheduled race. It's I mean, sure, it's a national race. There's a crap ton of money on the line when it comes to the promoters and all that kinds of stuff. But I don't, I don't see why we can't have some form of a resemblance to that. I can, I can kind of relate to that to a point. Being a promoter myself, and, and you don't want your shit torn up, and, like your land torn and, up, and cock over there the same way. Absolutely. Um, you know, <laughs> there, there is personally, and how, it's not my land, so. I can't speak for a landowner. And being that, you know, Toro canceled at Denton, that's not our property. You know right. what I mean? However, my biggest fear is pissing my landowner off if I'm the promoter and we can't ever go back because land is very hard to find a race on. But when it comes down to there's some mud holes in the track, who cares? You're on a dirt bike. Yeah, I agree. You, you're, it, it's, you buy it to race it and get it dirty. So I, I would much rather race in the mud where I can see than race down a desert street. You know what I mean? I do. So I, read, I yeah. think the rain is very welcome. We should always, you know, race every opportunity you can. And, uh, or when we pull out, you know, start cutting parts of the track because somebody got stuck in a mud hole. Yeah, yeah, no. Don't, yeah. Going around a, a mud hole that's in the middle of the track, that's the track. You race cross country. We're not on a moto track. We're not in a rainy cross. We're on a cross-country trail. Yeah, if there's an obstacle in front of you, go for it. Go, go through it. Who cares? Yeah, You're on a dirt it's bike. Like, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, that's where the track went. And you can go around it. Sure. Is it going to spend an extra 10 seconds? Whatever. Whatever. You know, I'm going to be the guy that goes around it because I don't want to stink my bike and spend a bunch of time trying to get it out or whatever that would cost. But the guys that are going to be on the line about it, like, yeah. the, like the guys at uh, Powerline, Powerline Park, uh, where they just jump that huge, crazy mud hole where the yeah. guy films yeah. every year and everything, like... They just make yeah. it work. Make they it do. They do. That's what. But it again, be. I think it's 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 it is it is apples to oranges. We're it's not, a mindset. We're definitely not comparing apples to apples here because the GNCC is definitely a national level organization right. in that sense, and their promoters and and the people there. I mean, they're making they're making money, and that's yeah, that's that, their that's, goal. And so, if they cancel a race like that when people have traveled two days sometimes to get to these events, yeah, then that's just not acceptable. Yeah, there's people who spend thousands of dollars to make it to one of them. Once a year, right. they save up, take vacation from work, and go. And then, you know, they're not going to cancel something like that unless, you know, you need a jet ski to do the track. Yeah. I think what we should do is when we cancel a race, we should have a fun way to figure out an uh, alternative. Yeah. Like no campers. He just said more than four pick words. Up, pick up, you know, pick up Sonny. I don't know. Rick, are you okay over there? I like it. That's a good idea. Like, <laughs> hey, guys, the, the, we're going to have the race. No practice. It's a cross country. Screw it. No practice. Show up in your pickup truck or your car happen. with your trailer. Plan B. And just go for it. Yeah, because then you get your race. And sure, it's muddy, and everybody's parked in the highway. But and I'm sure. Racing from the gate. <laughs> well, I actually had a race. Um, I think it was Brazos Valley one year that I actually had got in, had a you know just a flatbed trailer, unloaded the bikes. We rode. It rained that night. When I came back, my trailer was still in the property, and I had to park on the road to go in and get my bikes, and we still raced. I was there. But 
Yeah, we, we parked on the road and we still raced that day and it was great. Anybody then we all had to go down there and like show? pull the trailer out, and, but it was worth it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was fun. It didn't get canceled. Well, uh, here's a great question. Like, granted, you guys, I mean, by all the means, us four are relatively the same age, but tell us about bring down some heat from your, you know, your Iron Man age where. Did you, I mean, what was that like? Like, what, did you worry about land promoters? Did you worry about tracks closing? What, what well, was the thing? Well, a lot of the racing we did back in New Orleans right. uh, was on uh, Cronzellaback land, and they didn't want to know what was going on on their land. So if we had a race or didn't have a race, you know, it was, they didn't as care. As long as the, the check cleared. I can remember a national. <laughs> we did at Enon with the New Orleans Enduro Association. I think this was like 83 or 84, where... 40% of the riders <laughs> didn't make the first check. Uh, that nice. sounds a lot like the Arkansas race. Yeah, that National sounds like, like, well, my, that You know, one. just my luck, you know, the Arkansas race a couple of years ago, um, probably about the same thing. That was an awesome event, though. Yeah, well, if you finished. People didn't even make it to the first checkpoint. Yeah, that's what start. I'm saying. But it was the same, but we had it. I wanted to see. And, and uh, way back in the day when you had four inches of travel, uh, it didn't matter if you had six inches of mud or not. You only had four inches of travel. So, you know, that was a place where your suspension didn't have to work so hard. You just use your knees more. You just you, you pick your bike up and you go. We're there to race. <laughs> All right. So that's what we Get should do. On. That's what we should do. I think we should make, you know, come up to these kind of situations and be like, listen, you know what? Screw it. Let's show up at this property. Let's all park on the road. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's, it's tough because, you know. yeah, there's laws and stuff. But you know who would like it, though, if, if we didn't cancel any mud races? Your local dealers. Yeah. Dude. Sure. And Stillwell. Parts. Fort Seals. Yeah, yeah. Fort Seals. Pads, chain of sprockets. Yeah, Dude, your dealers would love you for racing on the weekends yeah. in the month. However, Especially. I mean, as a promoter, uh, I know that it's not always up to the promoter. It's a lot of times up to the club as well because the club feels that, you know, their attendances are going to be down. Um, but, yeah, I just think in Texas we just need a man up. Yeah. So we do. I mean, we have become sissified big time around here. Also, I'm in sure. Texas, you don't have to worry about the Forest Service that much. Because we're on a, a lot, lot of private of, A lot of the races in other states, but there's no such thing as public property in this state everything's privately owned but a lot of the events take place on forest service land and if the rangers don't like it they don't care how much money's been spent they'll cancel it yeah. I, I remember a particular mud race one of uh toro's first years i can't remember first second third year in or something we're out at uh monster out at red river i don't know everybody calls it something different right but uh we we had a race and sunday morning uh, before the riders meeting it, it's pouring rain I remember me and my dad had the trailer parked and the back ramp was down and water's running off the back ramp they're so so deep it's coming into the trailer <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting there and my dad's like they ain't gonna cancel and I was like yeah they are he's like no no this is a man sport like that's how I remember it is cross country racing off road hair scrambles whatever you want to call it you raced if you got in the gate you raced yeah and I I, I remember taken off and i think it was me and story and a, and a couple of us and i think even steve levain was around then we, we were all racing um come around the first lap and we pull up to the what used to be a little bitty creek that goes through the camp area you could ride both sides of it we pulled up to it and it literally was wall-to-wall -wall water and the checkered flag they just held checkered flag on the other side we did one lap <laughs> and they held it out and we just look at each other 
And uh, I can't recall exactly what it was. Maybe in story or somebody pulled up next to me. We just look at each other like, there's no way we're going to make it across that. And all I remember is my dad telling me, this is a man sport, you know? And, I, and at that time, my dad paid for everything. So I'm like, hey, you know what? It's his bike. We're going. Man up. Yeah, I manned up. I launched off in there, and I was handlebar deep. Just, the bike would not run. I get to the other side, and I went through the checkered flag first. I won, but my dad wasn't so happy after the race. So, I manned up, dad. Yeah, I, you know? Um, but, I mean, I just remember, you know, stuff like that. So whenever we get three inches of rain and there's a mud hole to park in, I, I, I mean, I don't know, it kind of strikes a nerve because we used to never do that. Yeah. I don't know. We raced uh, Toro last year for Thackerville, and it was a mud race. It was a mud and race. I thought it was I awesome. Loved it, dude. Yes, we didn't cancel, and we raced in the mud, and it was yep. like, hey, it was yeah. great. What you, you guys know, also don't remember is the days of the old two-stroke. When it didn't matter, you just turned the bike upside down, took the plug out, yep. uh, cleaned it out, in Tennessee a couple put it times. back together. Uh, for my good friend Kiwi. Tried doing that with a four-stroke. That happened, and he made me a sign, and I'll show it to you guys. You can see part of it right there. You swim like a 23A champion super pro. That was because he saw me ditch my 23A when I was double A in a creek. And <laughs> came up on me as I'm, yeah, way back in the day. You swim my, fast? Back in the day, when that bike was upside down, wow. the spark plugs out, I'm like... So what happened? <laughs> no, like, me too. Like, yeah. All right, so, obviously, and it didn't, we're not, here's the thing. What we're talking about is we're not trying to have a bitch fest on Texas Absolutely specifically. Not. But the thing is, is I would even agree that even though I'm kind of stepped back from racing, just hanging out with the family more, doing all that kinds of stuff with the, the savings of the monies, you can tell that everybody's kind of like on a Thursday, if it's raining, if they think there's going to be rain on Friday, everybody's already asking, are we going to cancel? And it's like, that's the problem. Like, people are already assuming that there's going to be a cancellation where if a race gets canceled, I hate to say it, it should piss people off. Yeah, but Because like, it could be like, it's like, like in a sense that we need to see pictures. It's like, you who's going who's gonna to rent the bulldozer that's going to bring all this shit in? That's the kind of like... Cancellation we need and, and speaking of because Texas, we have more races now and more options, more series. Is that why we, we can't just bash on Toro for the whole canceling? Though I mean, it's everybody. Oh no, no, Tor- yeah, Toro's done it. TCR's oh, no. done it. So I don't want it to sound yeah, like it wasn't we're anything to do with Toro specifically. Pounding Toro, you it's know. Just, that's but, the you know Texas racing feels yeah, that way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't we can't go dogging on one series over the other because they all do it. Yeah. So the Can question I, is is. What happens in y'all states for people out there or your country? I know we have a lot of people in Australia that pay attention to the show. How does that factor into your race series? Um, and do you race if there's a race in the schedule? Do you race literally unless it is just impassable to even get there? Um, and you know what? Oh, look, there's the cleaner. I don't. I don't um, and so that's kind of like what we want to know. So hit us up in the comments. Remember, we will send out some uh, koozies to the ones that send us good comments, not the stupid ones that talk about Mark and his underwear. Everybody knows it happens. We don't need it in the comments. But so you don't wear see it. I can promise you that. It doesn't worry even wear underwear. We've been so on trips weird. with you. We um, know. So we're coming up though. We've got the enduro. Across last round in Ontario, California, which just always freaks me out to say anyway because I just want to say Ontario, Canada. But it's in California, and we've got a 10-point gap, right? 10-point gap between Cody Webb and Colton Haker. So, Dan, I know you've been doing a lot of thinking, a lot of number crunching on this kind of stuff, so kind of like take us through your thoughts on how this can play out because there's a lot of ways that people can gain points. Pretty much, though, it's a two-man race. Yeah. And they're only 10 points separated. And, you know, in, in Enduro Cross... 
Anything can happen. Anything. You might even Didn't crack a set of cases. Take your came from last to yeah. first. I think, I mean, and, and lap people in that. Yeah. <laughs> if he would have been able to uh, get the heat win and the hot lap, he would have scored a few more points, and that would have helped out the the gap going into the last round. And it looks like Brownie's in third, but eh, 45, 47 points out. Not sure he can make that up. That'd that'd be. But it's the women's that are close. There's one point separating first and second. And I think uh, all the way to fifth place, Shelby Turner, are mathematically still in it. Yeah. So, heck with the guys. What are the girls up to? Well, I mean, they're, they're, that, you talk about parody. Are they right up in there? They, uh, Gudish got the last win. So, uh, who's, who's She's the, in second by one Gomez. point. To Gomez. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, I saw that Bo Cottington, who does a lot of really good videos on the West Coast, he just mm-hmm. released a video right about Sandra yep. Gomez. So I haven't had a chance to watch that. For so those of you guys that are paying attention to the, to the women enduro cross racers, definitely go check that out. So it's going to be tight though because they get points for hot lap, they get point for heat racing and things of that nature. So you know if if Colton were to win his heat and Cody Webb wasn't, and then of course Colton wins uh, in the hot lap department, I mean right there he's going to be able to have a chance to make up points for right, well, that ten point deficit. Yeah, and the, so it's like and the main is still do it. Yeah. Plus, there's plenty of spoilers down here. Brownie, you know, Griffunder. Yeah. And what's the breakdown? It was 25 points for first place, and is it 20 for second? Is that a five-point difference? Uh, 22. So it's only a three-point difference. So, I mean, if if Colton were to do really well in the hot lap and Our heat, ignorance is he showing. would have... Huh? Our ignorance is showing. Yeah, it happens. Um, we Plus know then that like Colton would have to win, and Cody would have to get third or fourth for it to even really be totally plausible, or just Cody have a shit... Evening the whole way around, but it is enduro. It is enduro cross. How many happen. times have you raced it? I have not, but I have been to the Atlanta enduro cross, and it was so awesome. It was awesome. I was totally looking forward to it, and then I was wanting to go to Denver this year, and scheduling didn't work out. Last so. year, last year, unfortunately, that was you an can entire pivot year wrong ago. on one rock and lose thirty seconds <laughs> in one rock. Well, if you go watch any video footage from when I was in Vegas and rode enduro cross, it was way more than thirty seconds. I spent so much time on the ground. That's why I went straight to the bar. We've told that story. <laughs> met multiple times. I've run into so many people, and they're like, where were you? I was like, Crown and Coke, buddy. Right here. I went to the bar. Because uh, training. It was your fantastic. arm pump was so bad you couldn't even lift up the I know. Beer, I was right? like, I got to hike at the The week's training program only takes you so far. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so far I can assure bar. you. Yeah. yeah. No. It doesn't get you to the track. It gets you to the I, bar. I rode Toro last year. <laughs> <laughs> Hung over every race. And I battle for the win every weekend until the last lap. Figured out. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, things Man. are coming out of every orifice. It's like the old style carving up. Hey, but I enjoyed it. I had more fun racing last year than I ever have. Good. Well, and that, I think a lot of people miss that too. Do you remember it? I do. I do. I had, I had a good time. He remembers the racing. He doesn't remember the Saturday night that brought him up to the racing. <laughs> Did Toro practice on Saturdays last year? <laughs> <laughs> he was like over there playing wizard staff, just taping him together. I never like, I am winning. I went to one Saturday practice at Toro last year, and then but the rest I, of the time I just show up Sunday morning like an original hair scramble or GNCC or whatever. I just I don't like to practice on Saturday. Yeah. I want to go racing. So here's here's a, a thing. We even had it in the chat room. Blink six one eight. Love the fact that you're always in the chat room and helping us out, keep the show going, and bringing comments. 
Never heard of practice for hair scrambles. You walk the track or mountain bike if you want to see it. Never cancel either. So great comments. Um, and when I got to Texas, like in 02, I started, I got a motorcycle in 06. Dad gave me was 03. Used that. 07 was when I did Toro, won the Heavy B. So it was that, that 07. We show up on a Saturday and I'm like, wait. Practice. Yeah, I never heard I was of like, practice. I'm at a cross country race. And it wasn't, it wasn't until, it wasn't until literally when Brian's story was on the show a couple weeks ago that he kind of like broke down, like that it's like, I don't know where, when it started, he's like, Texas people practice on Saturdays. It's like, it became, it's the, it it became such a thing that even when they were like, we're going to do a sprint enduro, but we're not going to cancel practice. I'm like... I'm sorry. It's it's something else. It's not it's not an enduro because an enduro is completely unknown. And he's just and everybody's like, well, we can't cancel practice. Everybody's used to practice. And I was like, do a sprinduro on Saturday where they get to ride and race and talk about it, and then do a cross country on Sunday. That's and then you're said. then you're more legit. Yeah, we've talked about that so many times. And yeah, right now this is me kind of bashing a little bit on some Texas shit because I think it's kind of a joke. Like I like that aspect of a Saturday and I'm glad that we get to do some type of riding but if they I would almost think it's more fun like Torn does where you get like a you get a Saturday or who does it Torn or Torch you get a Saturday race and a Sunday race and And it's two different series I think that's that's the way to do it if you want to get riding in there because I think the the knowing the course and memorizing the course it tears it the shit up way more than it would if we went out there and just like raced on it and everything else so yeah I'm beating on you whatever Out in West Texas, uh, one of the series, they're, they're not around anymore, but you would show up on Sunday and you would get a parade lap. Mm-hmm. Everybody would line up, you'd do your parade lap, and then that was it. Yeah. And then it was race time. And so I actually wanted to start going out there because it freed up my Saturdays so I could do chores around the house. So I got my kitchen pass to go racing on Sunday. <laughs> and then I could just drive out there and go Sunday. Well, then they kind of transitioned it, and then Saturday was team race. So then everybody had to do the team race so that that way they could see the track. So um, I think it was, it was I think definitely the, a change, though. The oh, practice thing on Saturday in Texas started with the TCCL, right? Because I can remember, I mean, I, I grew up in Texas, racing Texas forever, all, always racing off-road. And it was always, from the time I was on a 50, it was Saturday practice. But if you went to South Texas and rode... There was no Saturday practice. It was you could race Saturday in another class, but there wasn't even a parade lap. I don't recall it. I mean, it was always racing only, no practice, unless you were at a TCCRA event. And that, and you know, it does help the promoters. Ago, that are Twenty years point. ago, oh, for the open was, Saturday track, yeah, the promoters make a shit ton yeah, of money. Yeah, yeah, and and that's whenever that TCCRA would have five, six hundred riders, racers, wow. entries. And so you can yeah, imagine you how bad that, track you know, for, you know, at least three quarters of the people are bringing a, a wife, oh, if yeah. not kids, and they're charging for every head in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As but, you do. I mean, in no other series. I mean, and I've raced all over the place, all, all over the country. Because he's Mark Weeks. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, and, and nobody else ever practiced. Ever. Yeah. You just showed up, you got on the line. Which way did we go? You're going to turn left around the corner up there. Okay, let's go. Yeah. That's the way it was. It's interesting. Um, do I think so? Ooh. Okay, so we got more comments. You read that and then tell me about it in a second. So I think it's interesting. I am not a 
fan of it in the sense of what I what I personally think it takes away from racing, just because of what my dad and I grew up doing, which is enduros, where we when you know we went and rode for for fun in Louisiana forests on different Saturdays and Sundays with the different clubs and stuff. And then when we were at a race, we were racing and racing in in that enduro format anyway was definitely unknown terrain. And, and, and we did not have a very large hair scramble. Sarah did have a hair scramble circuit. It just wasn't that big. Um, and then obviously like time and money and the way we were growing up in New Orleans and everything, we didn't get a chance to do both. It was one or the right. other and we would do the Enduros. So it wasn't until Texas that I was really inundated with cross country racing. And so I've always found it interesting um, because watching and always following the larger series, it was never a thing. Like I was like, practice, what is this practice? And so, I don't know. It's just interesting, if nothing else. Um, and I wish it would change, but honestly, I'm not going to be able to create that change. Like, I can't go out and make a series that races on Saturdays and Sundays and is that much more awesome than Tortor Torques. And you know what I mean? Like, there's there's too many highs now. It right? would never survive like, because so. people in Texas are so used to the practice thing on Saturday. They they think. Oh yeah, no. That okay, so that was and, and this is there's no like this was said behind the scenes. That's what Brian Story said on the show when we were talking about the sprint there. I asked, I was like, why is there practice on Saturday? So it's because Texas riders are so used to having practice on a Saturday mm-hmm. that we don't want to introduce sprint enduros in Texas and say you can't pre-ride the terrain, or if the race is on Sunday, that you can't not practice on a Saturday. Like I know, but but people always bitch about the the track's rough on Saturday, Sunday for the race. Well, yeah, I wonder why. Because you just why do you out think it is? From yeah. the dust on Saturday, the track on Saturday. I think like Arkansas, they don't. I don't no. think they practice either. We've, no, we've no. done uh, it's just uh, Rumble on the that. Red. Yeah, uh, just get a sight on that. Speaking of that, Rumble on the Red. When you go to when you go to the Grand Prix this weekend in Fort Smith, you'll just get a sighting lap. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, is it with the siding practice is necessary? Practice, you know, parade laps plenty. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, like, I like the way that, uh, like, and there are times you're talking about, like, show up Sunday morning, get your parade lap. There are definitely times, like, when life is just crazy. And so I couldn't make Saturday Toros all the time, like, before I was on staff. And so I would. I, you know, being an enduro rider, I could read the terrain well. I can't anymore. Um, and so I could show up on Sunday when they open the track, and I would take a very slow lap. Just to kind of like get orientate, yeah, get it in my head, kind of like what was happening and where the nasty ass stuff was to pay attention to, where blue line sections were, um, you know, blue lines. And I think Texas is the only set of riders that also does blue lines. You know, everybody else has. This is the way you're going, and I'm sorry, you're gonna go. Yeah, you know, I. I'm okay with it. What I think I'd rather have happen is it be like, if you're B class or above, this is your trail. If you're C class or lower, this is your trail. There's no option. Like, if there's a a hard line, that's where the B riders, Mm -hmm. the A riders, and the double A riders go. That's it. There's no B in pink. Like, there's that way. And then, yes, C riders are not as... Competent on a motorcycle, skill some, level wise. Some some C riders. Right. Well, we're gonna ride that. Sandbaggers are. <laughs> then they better go ahead and step up to the B class. <laughs> so, but it's like I think if Rick would ever I not be to. a sandbagger, we'd have a much better yeah, panel right sandbagger. now. Well, since we're talking about sandbaggers, Cook. <clears throat> um, You're such a cock, Cook. 
So, so Mr. Cock over there rides wow. the intermediate class in TCCRA and Toro. And for oh. some strange reason, last weekend. Okay, so somebody even wants to try to like <laughs> just try, try to I seen a result what? where there was something in the uh, amateur. Uh, Torn, Torn has a thing about amateur old race. guys. And, and Mr. Cock was signed up in there. I seen. Hmm. Because and, and you, Torn, get this, he didn't even win. Intermediate riders, can intermediate race riders didn't even win the amateur program. That's a tournament. Somehow. It was the other sandbagger <laughs> that was in the amateur program. <laughs> there was three other sandbaggers there. I don't know what happened. We all know how it works. <laughs> Cook and his little buddies like show up and like, we let's cut my amateur pro. It's so ten minutes short. Uh, last year, last year we went to the uh, Ozark 100, and up in Missouri, which is awesome. But uh, the man that talked us all into going up there, he's gonna have a long there. walk home. He, he made it one corner and breaks a stunt. But beside the point, we go up there, and I, I ran the 30A class. And then um, I think... And did one moto. I, I did I did two laps. There's a microphone you can talk into. It's fine. He did one I, moto. I did, I did two laps. Anyways, there was... And, and I came off the couch. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I wasn't... It's the same time. We're pretty much always on the couch, so it doesn't really matter. I, 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 he still didn't finish. Dang sure wasn't in shape. Anyways, I, I go out he there. He didn't finish I, Sunday I did either. Reasonably okay, but you want to talk about sandbaggers? There's intermediate riders with lap times minutes faster than me, and I'm sitting there just scratching my head, going, "There's no way," you know. But yeah, sandbaggers are sandbaggers. They always will be. Yeah, they're always there. <laughs> one day I'll be able to be one. It'll be awesome. So, all right. So moving on. As we were saying, <laughs> what we wanted to do was we wanted to kind of showcase the seat time adventures video for you guys. But again, like because we haven't had a chance to polish it up and we haven't had a chance to really finalize what we want to put out as the finished product because Steven's anal and I like the fact that he's better at what he does than I do, which is fantastic and why he's editing this damn thing and not me. But we want to show you guys a little bit of what we put together. But in that too, we don't want to give away too much and being that we drink beer and like to laugh and giggle and goof off. We would like to comment, comment, co commentate. That's right. Twat, did you say? Twat, 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 did you say? Uh, we would like to commentate over this for you. I don't know if this is a good idea, a bad idea, but what's awesome is you guys get a chance to be a part of this. No one else does unless they watch the episode. So it's got to be something, right? I mean, that's Steven, what do you think? Oh, you don't have your microphone. Uh, yeah. You need your microphone, Steven. <laughs> Y'all are using all four. All 800,000 of them. Dude, that is a sick picture right there. You're welcome. Okay, makes so me, Makes I'm, me want to go riding. I'm full screen. I haven't hit play yet. What do you think, Steven? Give me a countdown. I'm going to hit that space bar. No, you count me down. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right, so look at this. Look at that rider. You see that little guy? Steven oh. made that happen. He's just riding up there. Oh. Oh, oh wait a minute. Who was that? Wait. A little bit of a... Did yeah. you see that big bearded guy? Kid, I should say. Oh, find rock. Patch. That's just like peeing off the porch. Oh, that's... Just like peeing off the porch. Oh, look at James. James Hill. James Hill, of all people. Real shit there. Oh, wheelie, man. We got Mr. Cameron Ishmael. Oh. Dave Lucas. That made the day. <laughs> Marty, that made your day. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that looked are all Getting ready to kick it off here out of TP. That guy is weird looking. Located here at Taylor Park. 
And we were going to go to the top of American Flag Mountain today, oh, yeah. but we found out there are a bunch of horses. Like yeah, there were like cowboys yeah, like two hundred. Like, like they had a the huge, big old. It was like the Colorado Five Hundred of horses. It looks like we like so, there was a crap ton. Yeah, yeah. We, to to we went up there. Fuck, that was crazy. We're going to do four eleven. We did get some rain this morning, so it could be an interesting <laughs> trip. But the rain, it's going to be pretty technical. That boy's from Texas. He's from Texas. It's pretty technical. 45 minutes, 7 miles. Wet. Uh, See, when it's really wet, it just... I, it don't take wait. two hours yeah. for Scott Bailey to get anywhere. That old man can still ride pretty good. Fuck no. <laughs> Damn it. Papa Pierce is way better looking than I am with bad hair. <laughs> Look at how well we all... Everybody got in line. Look all nice and organized, organized there. there. <laughs> yeah. James Hill's flashing his way through. For a couple minutes. Jordan, get Amazing. it, get it. Oh, the terrain is awesome. Yeah. I don't like rocks. Oh, but well, but, but I would still go and ride that. <laughs> that patch well, got hung up. That patch I got hung up. But you got, you got to help out. That's what's worked with yeah, great on this trip. Awesome. It's like somebody that made it comes back and helps out Marty, who's Who? about to not make it. Who's <laughs> 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 that? Steven, uh, David Lucas's boy. Oh, gotcha. When we went oh, back there for the KTM rally. <laughs> There's a goon. When we did that same terrain for the KTM rally, it was like talcum powder. Oh, so dry. Oh, do we have I to? I want to ride it. Oh. I think I got the first crash on video. I yeah. just like, slid over all oh. the rock. Whee! Right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you said I was nervous because I saw the camera. I think I just took it riding. But uh, then we were going up Oh, Jordan. Why do y'all got to pick on her? Damn, camera. Because she <laughs> crashes in front of the camera well. Well. Oh, and then there's me doing it, too. Oh, that sounded like a... Oh, oh, oh yes. nuts. <laughs> oh, I just farted. Vision for traction. <laughs> this is it. Show is gone to hell. <laughs> this little, this little crack <laughs> shit. Holy shit. <laughs> No, that's not what it's at all. It was good pizza. You didn't get have any because you didn't come. I didn't. All right, that looks like a blast right there. On day one, leaving CB South, heading out. So I'm gonna hit the stop button, Stephen. So that was three and a half minutes of the Sea Time Adventures video that we do have coming out soon. Um, honestly, it's probably gonna take about another week to polish things up. It's it, we just we don't. Poor Steven. he does so such awesome work. He's just like you're just putting it all on him, huh? Well, I mean, that's how it feels. This this yeah. one, it, no, no, no. This but one, he'll also no. get the credit when it comes <laughs> out great. This edit is Stephen's edit, and Stephen wanted to finish it right. Stephen doesn't <laughs> want to put work out that he feels isn't ninety percent, and I am supporting that. I'm not like. Fuck it looks good. It's so anyway. great. Like, yeah, so it does look good. Was that looks not good. Awesome? Good. I think that was fantastic. Looks awesome. So, I mean, just think what it's going to look like when you're like, oh my god, it's so much tighter. It was polished. It was. Color Looking corrected. Great so far, Steven. Good job. <laughs> I know. Color corrected. Stop it. Stop it. So here's the thing. is like Seatime Adventures. Last year, it was quick. It was fast. It was dirty. We were trying to kind of put together this idea that we had after I did the rip. I was like, that's what we should do. Like Seatime, it would be so much fun to get the, 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 the 
like-minded individuals together, the beer drinkers and the bench racers that still like to go do some gnarly terrain, have some fun, and get out there and go ride Colorado. But we did have some kind of like mishaps last year, like because we kind of put put it together the way that we did, so quick and dirty. People were kind of so camped dirty. in different spaces, and they were they were all over the place, and so. That's one of the biggest things we want to focus on for 2016 when we go, we're going to go back to Taylor Park because we feel if we were to change locations that it would just add a whole other dynamic that we're just not ready for. We want, right. we want to kind of uh, solidify the process, if you will, on, on what and how Seat of Adventures is. Um, so we're going to go back to Taylor Park. And within that, though, what we think we're going to do is it, it, when you look around, cabins book up a year in advance. Easy. Like if we wanted to have a bunkhouse, you know, for all 15 people, that's like seat time crew and uh, the 10 riders, we would have had to book that minimum the day we left like right. for that kind of stuff to happen. So that's not really something that we could have planned for. Um, so what we want to do is we want to go out there, get a campsite, and we want to kind of have like a circle of the wagons, if you will. So, you know, if somebody wants to come to Seat Time Adventures and, and take part in the ride that we have organized, the, the beer that people have donated, the fly racing gear, the fly racing swag, and all the other stuff that we're going to have to be able to give away and or have on the trip, you know, we're going to kind of do it where you want to drive your RV, you want to bring your trailer, I'm a tent camper, I want a tent camp, okay, awesome. Uh, I'm going to fly in on this day. Can you pick me up and bring me out there? Yeah, sure. Can we get you a bike? We can probably figure it out. And it'll make things a lot easier because we're not trying to say everybody needs to get themselves to said hotel you know, by day X. And then we have to have plated motorcycles because we're driving out of a city and all that kinds of stuff. Staying there in Taylor Park in the reserve uh, we're going to be able to have one of the campsites and we're going to have the, dad and I are going to have the RV again hopefully we can get numbskull over there to bring his trailer up and come and be involved you know and maybe if a couple you know two or three other people want to bring their trailers and come up yeah now I'm in um, we can kind of circle the wagons we can and anybody that wants to tent camp can tent camp you know we're going to set up a nice little place that we can all do uh, you know set up for lunches or dinners or however that kind of breaks down we're going to do breakfast every day at the trading post there uh, what the heck was the name of that place the uh, Taylor Park Trading Post. Oh, no, but it was no, uh, uh, the little cafe had a name. It was oh. great. Oh, this is the Nugget. The Nugget, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the Nugget. So it's like, you know, and, and we feel that that's going to bring a lot of stress out for a lot of people because a lot of people were like, why is it so expensive? And because honestly, three quarters of that was where we were staying. Like it's not like oh seat time's making a shit ton of money. No, we were like the 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 way we had it worked out was that was not the case. It was literally like us not going out of pocket to make this happen per the per the ten riders that would show up. So this year we're saying okay screw that. Obviously people worry too much about what where that dollar is going, um, and thinking that we're trying to take too much money away from them, which wasn't the case. So we're like okay we're not going to worry about where you're staying. We're going to tell you where we're going to be, which campsite. Everybody show up. You know, of the 10 people that are the 10 riders that do come, and once we know what the organization fees are going to be and everything, kind of like for us to organize this and put this together, um, and that's paid up. Those guys, those 10 riders show up, and we're going to put this thing on and have four phenomenal days of riding in Colorado, have a couple locals. Um, one of the things that Rick and I talked about, he was kind of like, you know, you know, kind of, kind of break more down for me. I go, well, when was the last time you rode with a medic? And he's like, uh, 
when was the last time you rode through that? <laughs> a race. Right. Local race. There was a race. So it's like, Rick. that was one of the things that Dad and I were really impressed by when we did the rip, was that Cameron Steele had medics involved. And that was a whole other part of it that people don't get. You know, when they see a, a, a price tag involved in something, they immediately go, oh, that's too expensive. But they don't break down the bullet points, which is understandable. I've done the same thing. But one of the things we're breaking out in those bullet points is the fact that we want to have two medics with us, two riding medics that know how to treat any kind of injury. So if somebody were to get hurt, they immediately can have that kind of attention that they need. And we're going to have satellite phones for people like my father, Stephen, his family, his friends that are out there on their UTVs. And they're not just going to be UTVing. Yes, the route they're going to take is a route that will put them, you know, where they can have fun, but also be very accessible to us. Because if somebody goes out there and breaks a femur, and we have a medic with us that can then treat that femur and then quickly call in the UTVs and say, this is where we're at, meet us at this place. And when within 30 minutes, that person's already on the way to the hospital. Where if that were to happen to you and Chuck out there, what would you have done? It, Just push Chuck off right. the hill. Like, Peace, man. Here's, Chuck was, yeah, I, mean, here's some chocolate marijuana. Chuck would have left me there. Eat all of it and have fun. And so that, that's, that's the biggest thing as I want to get across. <laughs> and I know that we had a lot of issues with last year is that people questioned the price tag. And I don't think that people saw the value in it, and that's fine. You know, this was the first year, last year that we were going to do this, but this year we're coming back, and so we've said, okay, we're going to take away some of that value because people don't worry about it. That's fine. Um, and again, I don't know what the price is yet. We're still working through that, but what I want everybody to know is that, yeah, it's going to be a lot cheaper this year, but it's going to be a lot cheaper because of the fact that we're taking away three-quarters of the cost, which was a hotel room. Um, and the organization that comes around that is GAS for the UTVs to get around to be our support support vehicles. They're going to be yeah. carrying extra gas for places that it's like, oh, you know what, Pitkin doesn't have gas this year because they didn't get shipment. Well, we're going to have gas because of the fact that UTVs are going to have it. We're going to have riding medics with us that to make sure that everybody's always safe when we're on the mountain. And it's those kind of things that we want to bring to this kind of trip that I don't think a lot of other people ever even think about. And so that's where I think the value is. So when you start to go, oh, why would I want to go on Seat to My Adventures? It's not just about, wow, I want to go ride Colorado with my buddies. It's about coming to Colorado and riding Colorado the way that An organized think, ride. The, that we think you should ride Colorado. Um, that you can have fun. We're going to go out and do 80, 100 miles in a day. And we're going to be tired. And we're going to come back. And we're going to have beer. And we're going to bench race. If you don't drink, that's fine. Don't drink. It, be Colorado. Rick will be high as a motherfucker. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's just, yeah, it's like, I mean, he doesn't drink as much. He just smokes a lot. It's like, whatever. So, I think, oh, Rick drinks. So, I promise you. Yeah, I know. But Brian, also, one of the Come keys, on. you can go out there with yourself and get real lost. Yeah. But if you have people that are, that know the area and that are actually going to take you on the tra the best trails. Yeah then you're guaranteed to get the best trails instead of whatever you can find. Yeah. yeah, and I think we had a couple emails last year where people were like, well, you know, it sounds like you guys want to do an experienced rider ride. And, I go, and, and my response was, no, uh, we, don't wanna, we don't want to cater this to A-riders. Right. That's, that's not the goal. But what a lot of people who have not ridden Colorado before don't know is that it's not C-rider territory. Colorado can is its yeah. own beast. And so the way that we were kind of wording Your what we were putting first three and out, a half minutes kind of showed that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 some of these riders are top-level riders, you know, especially Jordan Bailey. She's, you know, actually podiumed at GNCCs. Like, that says a lot about her, her talent. So the thing is, it's like, so that's why we want to keep the numbers small, too. We want to have... 
two seat time crew members, one in the front, one in the back, our trail crew, and then me, which will be the guy that keeps everybody's butts in check, because that's what I'll do. And then our two <laughs> medics, and then we're going to have our 10 riders. And that puts us at 14. The max we're going to be at is 15, and, and that's big. Because, for those of you that have ridden Colorado before, one person slips and falls and is having a hard time, everybody stops, everybody waits, and we help each other. That's just what it is. And that can always add to it. So it's like when he was talking about 4.11, when that's dry, 45 minutes. When it's wet, it's two hours. So it's just, you know, we want to be able to be out there and not just, like, ride dirt bikes. We want to help everybody else have such a great time. Somebody said they'd rather have a mechanic, a a medic. I I, I agree with that 100% speaking with the broken femur and the medic. You've been there? I've been there. So. I mean. I, I am Mark Weeks. That's what. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I am Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, you know, for real, like, I, I think the, the medic would be a better uh, would be better money spent, and you'd have a better time sitting around a campfire than around a TV. I'm hotel. thinking it's a perfect time as well so. too, just to get a, a good warm up for TKO. Mm. TKO. Mm. Uh, it's in August, so it's an epic adventure right there. And it's so the that that says a lot, though, about timing. So this past year, we did it the last weekend of July, right? We were thinking of yeah. doing it one of two ways. Right hey, now, our t- your dog's down here snoring. By the way, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a pug. <laughs> she's, like, okay. she's not growling at you. No, she's snoring. I thought yeah. she was at first. That's okay. <laughs> um, we were thinking of doing. We we can't just because of family obligations already. We cannot do like that last weekend in July again. That's good. Thing. So what we're going to be able to do is either the weekend before that, which would put us around the 20th and which would be uh, a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday riding days. I'm Everybody sure my wife's got her calendar out right now going, uh-uh. I, that's not <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like that 25th is that Sunday to kind of like go home. Oh, the 24th is that Sunday to go home. Um, or it, we could push it back two weeks and kind of miss that last week of July, and it could be that first week of August. And, and it can go two ways because it de- – we want to say, oh, well, it depends on the snow season that they have. Because, honestly, it could. Because in July, there has been snow in some of the passes that late into July. And until you get into August when things really dry out and things really get a little bit warmer. But at the same time, we need to make a commitment and push this thing. You know what I mean? And that's where we I all... say we just go with the 20th. See, I, that's what I feel, too. Because even if it's a little bit cold... And this is actually, Stephen and I are talking about putting a video out so that you guys pay attention for that in January. So it's like how to dress for cold weather riding. But I think that a lot of people don't realize is how well you can layer up in a lot of the gear that we have out now. And so it's like, okay, cool. You know, we got jackets that have vents. We have jackets where the sleeves come off. Um, Right. So you go out there and you may not start with your sleeves on. You got all your vents up, but you wear a vest. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just more of a windbreaker than anything else. But all of a sudden you get up there, you're like, oh, we're in the snow. Yeah. You know, (laughs) the vents are coming down. Nobody needs glass nipples. And then you put your sleeves on and you have a good time. Um, so I think we're educated enough to figure out how to handle it being maybe a little bit colder. And who doesn't like to – I mean, I would imagine riding in the snow would be fun. We used uh, snow in my well, Husky 125 yep. uh, instead of – In Colorado. And actually we wound up putting snow in your radiator that we boiled over. Too. We peed in it too. Yeah, we did that too. Malcolm a couple Smith of years was, ago, we Malcolm Smith was stuffing in snow. snow in Brian's radiator when he overlooked when he overcooked it. Yep, and uh, pumping it around. There's been a couple of Toros too where it's been 
It's uh, I rode a Toro race years ago at Bells. Bumping around. This was uh, like 2005, ago. maybe 2004, yeah. right in there March, somewhere. Snow. Are you talking about your race? Yep. I like the way no, he's just, just like, I'm not going to stop talking. I'm no, because this week, it up this it is, it is uh, Mark Weeks um, and continue to talk. We're just going to go ahead and keep talking. So anyways, I raced the race, the Toro race. <laughs> so back to Weeks' story. <laughs> he raced the Toro race once. Anyway, no, I was just talking about the cold weather. I had icicles hanging off my fingers when one. I was done. No, I had frostbite. My fingers were black whenever I got done. It was, How did that turn out for you? I actually did really well. I, yeah. I ended up... Uh, Second or you third. wipe your ass later that night? <laughs> no, I, I stuck my hands in the coolers because it was hot in the cooler. Compared to, you gotta, compared you gotta, to what that. my hands felt like, I'm not lying. Yeah. you got to bring some ski gloves with you. In your yeah. And you already have yeah. them. Yeah. It hurt to have ski gloves with you in Colorado. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of where we're at. Uh, you know, a lot of people have wondered, oh, you know, what were you trying to do? It, it was just interesting. We got a lot of weird emails. We got a lot of weird contact and stuff. But then we got a lot of legitimate conversations with people that were, that were legitimately interested um, and we had questions from people like, oh, can I fly in and find a way to rent a bike? It's like, I don't see why we can't figure that out. It's it's obviously very difficult I would to say, rent a dirt bike. Yeah, it, I would say that if somebody wants to fly I mean, in, I, I would say go for it. However, in my opinion, be responsible for your own dirt, your own, your own bike, your own ride. But it's like... Uh, We'll oh, oh, I agree in the sense that it's like, yeah, they've kind of like, so what I, because what I tried to do last year was hook up with KR4, um, and they were willing to do it, but the thing was, is it literally is like, we have to have 10 bikes, and it's going to be $1,500 a bike, and we just well, knew that that wasn't going to work out, yeah, but for yeah. some people out there, that that's great, because if you think about it, that is a, that's a mechanic included, that is literally like, I show up in my gear, ready to go, I jump on the bike, and when I'm done, I go here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there are people out there that, regardless of skill level, they're like, that's totally legitimate that expensive. price tag. That, that, yeah, I mean, work, so. somebody like Rick over there with tons of money can afford that, but somebody like me or you that works our asses off every day. Or lives in Texas and can just drive. But in any case, yeah. it yeah. would take a commitment early. Oh, yeah. If you're going to provide, if you know, if somebody's going to need a bike, don't wait till the last minute. The answer or you need no. your bike. Hauled up there. That can happen bike. too. Yeah. There, there's always somebody that can is willing to pile an extra bike in, or you know, if there's if there's 15 we people were going, because we were going to we were going to trailer all the bikes up there early last year, so that they were up there, so people could then carpool faster, so they didn't have Correct. to like, because you know, I mean, you get 10 miles, you can go 10 miles per hour faster without bikes, and, but it's it's not just that you're going faster it's the gas money you save because you're not hauling all that shit yeah. right? it's like so it's true it's true yeah my, I did the Colorado 500 that way Kerry took my bike up and I flew up later and met him up there and it worked out great that he brought the bike back Rick later Rick does that all the time so it, Rick yeah, did that at TKO TKO GNCC's <laughs> He just flies around. That's factory good. Rick over there. I need to Thanks be his star bitch for something. My cookies are warm, dude. I need to get yeah. myself to some GNCCs. Can I be your bitch for the weekend? My pick crew right here. Get to know. It's unfortunate. So, Rick, uh, whenever we go to the Ozark 100 this year, are you going to ride with this or are you flying? I'm riding. What okay. do you mean? It's, it's always better with you in the back seat back there cracking yeah. jokes. I know you guys want to catch. Oh, we want you to drive this year. <laughs> what's, it, what's the bong sound like? 
whatever. So, so there's a there's a class here. So just for anybody can't that, put that's in the area that wants to go do some some truly epic <laughs> racing coming up. So there's the Ozark 100. The commentary is better. And then the you can leave the Ozark 100, which is in Mansfield, Missouri, southern Missouri. You can leave there Saturday night after the race, and uh, you can hook it down to uh, the riverfront, which Fort is Smith, an Arkansas. awesome race. I heard you didn't want to go. So <laughs> I'm going. So last year we did that. There was four of us that went, or yeah, four of us that went. And uh, how many okay back? Well, three and a quarter, because Cook, the only thing he could do was rub his hey, broken thumb pit, bitch. in the first lap. I was there with gas, but nobody wanted to keep racing because they were all... Uh, they petered out? So if you want to... Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, I'm telling you, those Ark 100 is not for well, you the fan TKO. Heart. How does it compare? Oh, and we were talking about that on the way down here, the TKO versus the Ozark 100, and, and Rick and, and uh, Eric and... Eric didn't Cook, race. Cook couldn't... I'm sorry, Cock couldn't <laughs> relate because he didn't finish the two cock? corners out of the Ozark. There's but corners, but go ahead. Um, the, the Ozark Eric, is Eric a 25-mile lap, <laughs> and it's brutal. It's It, it truly is a, a very technical race. Um, it took, I think, what it take the, like, Baylor last year, what it take him to do two laps. It took him over two hours, I believe. To do 50 miles. So it's, it's pretty brutal. It's, yeah. it's tight. It's not really tight. It's just technical, rocky, good climbs. Um, good racing. It's awesome. And then, so, but compared to the TKO, TKO has the brutal hill climbs where you're getting off and you're pushing and you're helping each other and bikes are steaming over and there's crowds up on hills. Whereas the Ozark didn't have that. The, the Ozark had brutal hills that were good but they were all passable mm -hmm. you know you may flintstone your feet to get up it but everything was passable so it, it's hard to compare the two but the ozark was it was fun you know i did 50 miles and had a silver dollar blister on my hand so i couldn't continue <laughs> i mean i tried but Stu baylor did the two laps in two hours and 31 minutes that's 50 miles <laughs> two laps your first moto then you turn around later miles. that afternoon and you do, do 25 moto. more right yes they cut it so half? it took him two and a half yeah two and a half hours to do 50 miles they had a few and then you go do another 25 lap or 25 mile race one lap and a night race and if you get so far you qualify then you throw headlights on and you turn it Top to dark, and they add elements. And there's some brutal elements, dude. Like Drew Higgins last year was doing really good and popped the case because he fell over on this nasty up. It was nasty. We sit there and watched it. They had they hang lights from it. It's very spectator friendly. It was cool. How was the beer drinking? Uh, it was good. It was the best. <laughs> it was the best. Beer drinking with the little pain meds. Thanks, We got Cook. Cook didn't even think about his broken thumb. And nope. then, I don't know whose bright ass idea it was. After we'd been drinking, watching the whole nighttime race, somebody said we should go to the riverfront. Oh, well, who drove? <laughs> we, we're not going to bring that up. <laughs> Cook drove. Yeah. Um, sure. or Rick or Eric or somebody. somebody. We got there. We got there. At 2 in the morning. At, yeah, 2, 2.30 a.m. in the morning and slept in my truck to wake We're up to throw our gear back on and go racing yeah. the sand at the riverfront. 
And I made it, I think, two laps because I tried to race with my silver dollar uh, on my palm, but it didn't work I out. I don't think it was two laps. I, don't like one. I made it a lap and a half. Uh, pretty sure. Uh, duct uh, tape. Yeah. You didn't use your duct tape? I did. I used, duct taped everything. pretty quick just, to get out of there. Yeah, I was, I was beat <laughs> duct up. duct tape on right, before yeah. you go ride. <laughs> Anyways, so if anybody's looking for an awesome adventure the weekend that after Thanksgiving, so that's it. Show. That's it. Brian's like, we're, we're never inviting y'all fuckers again. <laughs> All right. So there's a lot of stuff coming up. We're sure. We got Enduro Cross this coming weekend in Ontario, California, not Canada. Don't get confused like I always do because it's just mind-boggling. I'm looking forward to seeing how this shakes up because Cody Webb, we already know, he's already signed on to KTM two years. Um, and it's, I think I thought I saw somebody talk about him riding a 250F next year. So that'll be interesting because he is like two-stroke, two-stroke, two-stroke. And we see Max Gersten uh, on the betas play around on their four, on their four strokes. But I don't remember. But they don't have a 250F. They only have the 350 and then a 390 and up. So Right, but it's like. Everybody's saying the 250F is still has the power that you need at the Enduro Cross. It's still lightweight. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. As long as you can get to that first turn, kind of almost first. Yeah. You know, and. That that's key in enduro cross. Unless you called Hager last year, last weekend, last race. Yeah, <laughs> last being, first. Being a bad A. It doesn't always happen. Yeah, that's impressive though. I agree. So we're gonna see how that plays out. It'll be cool. Like you know, it's it. Colton Hager has not gotten a championship, but at the same time, like Cody Webb, I mean, he has a lot of fans. Uh, they're both really cool dudes. You know, but at the same time, this is racing. It's not not about being a cool dude. It's about being a great racer. So, and I think we, as we say, like in enduro cross, it's. Anything can happen, so sometimes it's gonna be more of a mind game, you know, in the race than it is gonna be just about going fast the whole time. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, we do have Thanksgiving coming up, and that's one of the things I wanted to mention is that it's Thanksgiving week next week. Everybody go enjoy time with their family. If you have off for the week, awesome. If your kids have off for the week, go spend that time with them. You know, we're not gonna do a show next week. I know Stephen wants to be with the new boys, uh, the new boy, and hang out with the girl and the family and everything. And we're gonna do the exact same thing. Uh, next week so happy thanksgiving on that front everybody have fun next week obviously they were talking about all the races that are coming up at the same time it, it it's tough sometimes because of the fact that we go ah oh, races right after thanksgiving but it, at the same time i mean it's i feel like you're talking about doing it with your dad you know racing around with your dad i've raced around with my dad like it it's such a family sport that it, it almost makes sense sometimes that it is within Thanksgiving. Like, I know that, that it might be a time to go see other different parts of your family, but screw it. Let's go race dirt bikes. Like, you know. The dirt bike's part of the family. I agree. I mean, my dirt bike right uh, now I is think dirty. But Ozark is great on that weekend. I love it. That time. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, but now that I think about it, I was going to go ride Saturday or Sunday at Munster or up in Davis, Oklahoma. And instead of doing that, I may just show up on Sunday and Ooh. go to the riverfront. That could be fun. I can we'll do that like a one-day we'll trip. There, so. you know, and with all the rain we've had, the sand won't be oh, as deep. It's going to be epic. Well, it's yeah. probably the flooded out. It's flooded, so it kind of leveled out. The river might be high. I might drown a bike. Hopefully not mine. I don't think we ever even got down on the river. It was rain floods. But the floods over here. They were on. Man. So it's going to be fun. Who won it last year? Uh, Ismail's won it in the past. Ismail, no, something I happened think, to Ismail's uh, bike last year or something. Yeah, I think Blythe or somebody, Blythe or somebody came, won it yeah, last year. because they raced the Ozark and then they went down. And they the came road. down. Well, all their bikes are in France right now for the Dakar. I don't know where Ian's at, though, with that. I don't know if they're already traveling. No, because that's in, that's in January. Uh, in January. 
but their bikes just got the, yeah. So Ian and uh, Scott Wright's bikes just got the France for the Dakar. That's gonna be cool. If anybody doesn't know that, the uh, the the Rally Pan Am guys have got a whole Dakar. They got a couple uh, American dudes going and taking part of the Dakar. That's gonna be awesome. That would be an epic ride right there. So you want to talk about an epic ride? I'm telling you, my like so. I've turned down. I, I got the email. It was awesome. I was so appreciative. Let's go. I'm in. What? Where are we going, James? Where are we going? Um, <laughs> I got the email from Cameron Steele, and he invited me back on the rip for next year. Oh yeah, and I was sweet. so excited. Like yes, okay. It's so because it's so <laughs> tough to like. <laughs> it's okay, James. It's so tough to like to to know how that's gonna play out because it it it's tough to get invited to that kind of stuff but I was just like you know what like it was super expensive there was so much shit going on like and I want to go back to the Baja Rally I want to go finish that event I finished it you know I missed the whole day unfortunately but like I mean I finished 300 effing miles on that Suzuki SP200 but I want to go finish it finish it and so I'm going to take my 350 I'm going to turn it into a rally light bike and we're going to have a ton of fun Take those pictures of me. Wait. No, Cody Schaefer. He's That's showing Cody us who Schaefer. won last year. Oh, well, you can the just talk. You have a microphone, dude. <laughs> I wasn't going to interrupt you. You can wait. I'm just saying. Gosh. Yeah, James is saying Riverfront. He's the in the on the Toyota on the mission trip. Yeah, so Dad's going to do the mission trip with Cameron Steele. He's going to take his Toyota on that. You should come do the Baja Rally. I mean, It's epic, dude. Call my wife and make the, sure I can go. That, just, <laughs> he's coming on the trip. I'm, I'm still cracking up over um, James Hill bitching about Pippin kicking his ass this year in TC Surf. <laughs> but I feel his pain because I lost Toro Championship last year to Pippin. To Pippin? <laughs> I beat Pippin in like one just race. Just a couple points. And I, I had no to idea how that ever happened. I had to go out of town and go to work twice. I missed two Toro races and I lost championship by. Just a few points in it. Kind of <laughs> aggravated me, but whatever, you know. Right? I'm thinking, I think we've heard this story before. You can't beat Brian. Before. He got an award for the most Enduros finished in the back of a pickup truck. Who's this? Was. Brian. Like most most Enduros finished in the back of a pickup truck. That means you quit how many? 13, 14? No, I was 13, 14 years old. It was on an XR80. So, it might have been 13 or 14 races. I don't know. <laughs> it was at least six or seven. <laughs> But shit happens when you party naked, especially. There you go. <laughs> yeah, your pants never stayed. Uh, uh, that's the, that was so fat back then; they never stayed buckled. Couldn't, couldn't afford to keep that boy in clothes. I had like yeah. used pants, and the, the zippers would. They, that was the first thing to go. I remember I had such a bitching gut. Like for some on. reason, one of the best stories I have of growing up racing. My very first motorcycle was a PW50. I got it right around Christmas time. My dad shows up. We didn't. We knew nothing about dirt bikes. Like they know anything now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, he got me a set of gear, and we thought we were the Mac Daddy shit showing up, showing up to the races with a bike and gear with a PW50. Yeah. It was BMX gear. He was 12. It was true BMX, BMX gear. <laughs> we didn't know no different. And I had a red snaphead helmet Short with a black box of snapheads on to the front. Awesome. Nice. So when you fall off, they call you snaphead because the snap's Did still Did you have a JT uh, guard? Uh, no, I, was, I wasn't that young. I, I, uh, or, I had a full face, but it was the Biffit, the Biffit where the, the Biffies, where they screw in and they go like this up and down. I had oh, yeah. one of them. 
I don't know what he's talking about. I raced BMX and I had an open face with the JT mask. No, I had like a paintball style helmet, dude. We showed up to Lawton Motocross Park when I was on a 50 and they're looking at us going, what the hell? And we I'm here raced. to win. That's how we raced. I'm here to win. Until we figured out we were wrong. Smart weed. <laughs> what can you say? Yeah, Brian's bike That's was a JR50. We were wrong. <laughs> and it was the same, that year Suzuki used the same engine in both the the bike and the four-wheeler. That's the same so helmet he was wearing last start. week when we went riding. <laughs> and he couldn't start it. He couldn't start it, so I didn't have to worry about him getting in trouble because he had a JR50 that had no, one year. The, the JR50 shared engines. It had a pull starter. and it That's because Suzuki's about half-assed bankrupt anyways. Surprised they're not, still in business. Not back then, but now. Mm, yeah. Surprised Stewart still has so, the ride. I used to work at a Suzuki dealer. Hush. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I owned three of them. Um, so I guess this has been episode 189. I don't really know for sure. Rick's Rick. Out over there. Mark Cook is a cop. He knows. He's done it. We got weeks over here. He talks about himself all the time, but honestly, yeah. like I'm a host of the awesome, show, and dude. I bring up bad stories about myself. So you invited I me. Yeah, I can't. I that one time. Come on, yeah. so I did. I, I remember. can't say a bad thing to say about that kind of stuff, and then we got Papa Pierce. What do you say about Papa Pierce? This is awesome, right? Papa Pierce the man. Bam! There it is. Papa Pierce the man. This has been episode 189. So the big things to take away is remember to go ride your dirt bike and have fun. Sorry, it's a if, shitty show. If you. <laughs> We don't. You don't ever like actually uh-huh. say. Well, you don't have to apologize. We're having Cook and Eric or Rick over there just laughing the whole Did time. Did you like say Eric by like accident or on purpose? Yeah, it's on his brain. Eric's blowing my phone up. Does he like stop talking? Eric stays no, on his he, mind. He Facebook stalks everybody. He's, he's, way... he's, he's a little jealous at times. So. <laughs> he's a little jealous. At least ride we don't ride motocross anymore. Uh, there's always uh, what was your we have some intelligence. What? We have some intelligence. We quit riding motocross decades ago. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, was, mm. you, Tell you us a good moto story. You, you like uh, well, no, I, I wouldn't say it's like good in the sense of like it's bad about, about me, but I do remember my father and myself, not at the exact same time, but on the same track, we were jumping this double at a track. We didn't know whose track it was at the time. Liberty, Mississippi. Liberty, Mississippi. And all of a sudden, somebody triples over us. On their KX80, and we were at nice. Kevin Windham's home track. I could have only imagine who that might have been. And it was like you just like all of a sudden heard it, and you, you were like, to, "You want to get off and kick the bike to the side?" Yeah, you're like, "You were embarrassed." Well, I mean, I was too young. I mean, yeah. he's he's like my age, so like honestly, like I was on yeah. a 65 and like had no reason to be on a motocross track. <laughs> so just doing the double was awesome. <laughs> Hey, they got the uh, Rod in the Patch, I think, this weekend. Yeah, it is. It's coming up this weekend. That bonfire looks... (laughs) What's coming up this weekend? Uh, Rod in the Patch. Oh. Kevin Windham's big party. That'd be an awesome trip. C-Tim Adventures .2 in the year 2016. 2.2, I think. Is that in Plano? Yeah, no, it's in your uh, house. In, <laughs> I think it's in your backyard. Fifty miles down the road. Yeah, it's McKinney. If anybody needs be, an address, it a is. Lot, oh, yeah. There's a lot somewhere that we can just like decide <laughs> to take over. I'm sure. And the sponsors are. Yeah. So thank you very much, of course, to Fly Racing. Flyracing.com is where you can find out more about those guys. Remember, high viz is the biz. So get all up in that shiz. That just that just like <laughs> that rolled roll off of there. <laughs> So, flyracing.com, check it out. Go buy it from your local dealer or local dealers if you got it. KTI. Do you know of a local dealer that could get it for him? 
I mean, I know a couple. Why? Do you, do you know anybody specific? I'm, I might know one. Yeah? Within about two, maybe three weeks, they could get it for them. Well, they just got to go to Facebook and check out MTX Off-Road to find it, though. Oh, okay. So, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> heard they had a cool logo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard, uh, I know the guy that designed their logo, too. It's, it's a good damn logo. <laughs> yeah. So, just go online, check it out, Facebook, MTX Off-Road. Anyways, continue. <laughs> The, I don't know what's funnier when he's saying or when Rick is laughing. Just, I don't just even know laughing. if Rick's laughing at over there. He just he's laughing at the dog snoring under here. So of course, Ken the tires. So we're, we're going to be riding Colorado for some type of adventures. We're going to have ourselves some equilibriums and some of the hybrid tires, and uh, they're on board to make sure that we have some tires to either a giveaway or have a discount um, for anybody that does come on the adventure. I know that's going to happen. So. That will be part of the deals. And then, of course, Stillwell Performance. And for those of you who have not paid attention to either my Instagram or Sea Time's Instagram, <laughs> you can tell with the Sea Time Adventures and going to TKO that I did a phenomenal job with the 4CS on that 350 because it's Stillwell Performance. So definitely go st- check out stillwellperformance.com and reach out. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, but it's mailing off my suspension. Go ask questions reach out and say this is what I'm riding this is what I think I need help with and I need to go in this direction and they're going to help you Alan knows a ton about all of the motorcycles out there and I think that they can help you they have helped me on all the bikes that I've had in the past uh, like four years so it's been phenomenal so go check them out stillperformance.com of course this is seat time so you can find us on Facebook facebook.com slash seat time if you would like to find us on Twitter, it is at SeatTime underscore CEO. And, of course, we are on Instagram. It is at SeatTime. Best way to find us is YouTube. You can subscribe there, and that way you get alerted to when we go live. And, of course, when we put up new videos. Um, if you're audio only and think that these faces maybe aren't the most prettiest, but you would still like to tune in for audio only, you can do that. There is iTunes, and we're still going back and forth with Stitcher for some strange-ass reason that... They just hate us. I don't know what the deal is, so it's unfortunate, but we're still working on Damn, that. So, teacher. thank you guys for it's good time. bringing down the this, value of the show. This evening. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll have to do it again. Oh, I agree. Yeah. We'll rename it Gutter Time. Gutter, gutter Time. Gutter time. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. In 11 more episodes... We're hitting 200. We'll have to do it in 11 weeks then. 12 weeks. So it's like, it you to get there. if you think this was interesting, <laughs> wait until that one. Is that, can we call the 200th episode something to do with whiskey, maybe? Mm. <laughs> if, as long as I can sleep right over there on the couch. Do we have, can we not do the show at a bar? Yeah. We'll keep it close by, dude. Like, yes. Oh, All right. The box. So I'm thank in. you very much for tuning to Seat Time. If you made it this far, you're a fantastic person. We appreciate you being thank alive you. in life and being a fan of Seat Time. Always enjoy a pint full of awesome. I will see you in two weeks. I don't know about these fine gentlemen. Hopefully, Papa Pierce is still my father uh, legally. Uh, you know, just just high me. I don't know about a hug. We'll see how that works out. But we'll see you in two weeks. And thank you very much. Peace. Peace.